Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted that you could join us this evening. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And you'll see when we go through the show that it's really fun because we get all kinds of questions. We get questions about health and and pets and kids and loved ones and and people want to talk to deceased loved ones or want me to to help them figure out what's coming down the line. A lot of romance questions have been coming in lately. So I don't know if that's with the fall approaching or getting here in some parts of the country. In Alabama, it's really not here yet. And uh, so anyways, it's a lot of fun. We have several callers that are on the phone already, and uh, I believe our first one is Patty. Hi, Patty. Are you with us? Hi, Julie. Yes, I'm right here. Hi, Patty. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from California. Okay, terrific. How are things in on the left coast? Um, actually, they're wonderful. They're just <laughs> wonderful. We have beautiful weather, 75 to 80 degrees. The sun is out. Uh, it just couldn't be nicer. Wonderful. Terrific. Well, did you have a question for me? Um, gosh, you know, I don't really, I'm not familiar with the show, so I didn't come prepared with a question. Um, okay. I didn't know how this would work, but um, since you're asking me, yeah. I have a question about um, a past life that I've had that okay. is intriguing to me that has caused me, if I can word this properly, to... Um, to have some atavistic tendencies, if that makes sense. These are just the words I've been given. Um, from, from a past life that I have, for some reason, dragged some of it to this life, and it's really um, holding me back. So activistic tendencies, what does that mean? You're, you're well, involved at, atavism, in the... Yeah, atavism. I have brought something with me that is, um, I don't know what it is, um, I guess that bothered me from a previous life, and huh. I need to I resolve it so I can move forward. I'm not familiar with the word atavism. What does atavism mean? Oh, well, I can tell I've you. I've never heard that word. Well, I hadn't either until someone gave it to me. Okay. And so I looked it up <laughs> oh, good. so that I so could like- understand it. Please enlighten me and hopefully enlighten some others, too, because maybe okay. everybody knows that word, but I, I never heard of it before. Okay, atavism. The reappearance of a characteristic in an organism after several generations of absence. Huh, okay. 
Yeah. All right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So that could be genetic or otherwise. I past life experiences, Patty, are interesting because our cells with their cellular memory that we carry from lifetime to lifetime. Mm -hmm. And as I've worked with people over the past twenty plus years, every once in a while there'll be someone who there's a past life experience that's affecting their lifetime and and we'll go back and we'll evaluate that and I'm shown dates and times and places and it's wild and then we'll Google whatever the event is that happened and invariably if it's a battle or it's a um, some kind of a historic event or I've seen people in Pompeii, I've seen people in ancient Roman cultures, ancient Indian cultures, American Indian cultures, people that are um, in monasteries during Henry VIII's time, and I'll get mm-hmm. the name of a monastery and where it's located, and we'll Google it. Sure enough, there'll be a monastery that was there in the 1600s or something. So Very fascinating, a, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Do you have a question about a past life? Um, no, because I don't know what any of them are, but I know that, that whatever I have brought forward that from this past life is, um, well, it's just, it's holding me back. I don't know okay. if it's a fear. I just don't know really very much about it, but I feel strongly that it's accurate. Okay. What I do when I have private sessions with folks, Patty, is um, I'll normally do a diagnostic phase, especially if there's a medical condition, or I'll do, and then secondly, I'll watch some kind of a healing occur. And then always the third thing that I do is I look for tears in the person's energy field. The energy field, which is, which is the same as someone's spirit, has a lining, has a membrane around it that's a really thin lighting, and it reminds me of really thin saran wrap has a little rubbery consistency to it but I'll see tears in that membrane when there's some kind of illness or disease or unease or whatever going on and I normally dive imagine myself diving into it and I'm shown a scene so what I'd like to do if you're game real quickly is to get you on my radar and I'll have a laser beam that will connect from me here in Alabama and I'll connect to you in California. And then I'm going to shoot energy through your system and I'm going to look for tears in your energy field membrane and then imagine myself diving into it and I'll be shown a scene. And we'll see if it's a past life or not. We can do that or what I can do is I can connect to you and we can go right to the past lives. And I'll I'll envision myself, how I do that is I envision myself walking down this endless hallway and there are square mirrors on the wall on each side of the wall, floor to ceiling. And, um, and I'll ask, what past life is affecting Patty's current life? And it's almost like these mirrors are on, um, on hydraulic arms that come out from the wall and there'll be multiple ones that'll come out and then I'll say which one is the most pertinent for Patty's situation today and then that one will come out further and I'll walk into it that makes that actually may make more sense to do it that way if you are interested in the past life stuff are you game yes absolutely all right so what I'm going to do is connect to you and how I do that is I raise my 
vibrational level to the level of spirit. When our spirits are in our bodies, we vibrate at a slower rate because our bodies have mass. So what I do is raise it to the, raise my vibrational level to spirit, which is very fast. And there's a laser beam that goes from my sternum now, and it's going directionally to you, which I have you on my radar. And what I'm going to do is envision walking down this hallway. So is there, are there any past lives, I'm asking the question, are there any past lives experiences that are currently affecting this lifetime for Patty. Okay, there's about eight that came out of the wall right off the bat. Okay, show me the one that's most prevalent to what Patty has going on at this moment in time. Okay, one's come out further, like I explained it would. All right, let me go into that and see. All right, you are, um, you're, in an Indian culture in the Amazon, all right, you're a female mm-hmm. in that lifetime. It's the 1800s, 1813 to be exact. You're 33 years old, and you're living in um, in a um, structure that's made out of dried, um, almost looks like straw. It's not straw, but it's what you would imagine a, you know, a hut kind of a structure to look mm-hmm. like. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to see. Okay, what is it about this lifetime that is affecting Patty's lifetime in, in this current lifetime? Okay, um, fear, lots of fear. I think your tribe perhaps was ambushed. Um, yes, I'm seeing I'm seeing the village get burned. I'm watching there there was kind of a um, there was an ambush, and it's by it's by guys in uniforms. So I don't know who that is. We can find that out. Pro- we, you know, we can get into more detail on mm-hmm. this on a one-on-one session, but um, you were terrified, obviously, mm-hmm. and had lots of losses from that. All right. So what I'm going to do temporarily, Patty, mm-hmm. is I'm going to, does that resonate with you at all? Or do you have a lot of fear in your life? Um. No, I have something, I have a small pocket of fear that I feel holds me back from moving forward, but I don't live in fear okay. in my life. All right. But so can there's, you see how I died in that? I don't think time? you did die. I think you survived, but I think loved ones died. Uh, okay. You survived. Okay. Okay. So okay. you, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to, shoot energy through you and I'm going to clear that past life mem- that past life energy mm-hmm. and how that looks to me is I see this kind of a uh, pastel between a pastel and a royal blue colored vapor come out of your pores and it rises up and so that's what I'm doing right now I'm shooting energy through you and it's almost like I have a um, some kind of a um, I don't know what it's called, but when you 
when you push something out, it's going out through the top of your head and through all of your pores as I go up, but I'm pushing it from the bottom of your feet up through the top of your head. Okay. Um, so that will make a difference in not being able to affect you in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So that's almost all the way out. Okay, that's all the way out. All right, now I'm shooting iridescent energy to fill up the space, and you're being wrapped in very hair-thin, fine lines of blue energy, and it wraps your body in like a big um, slinky. Remember the slinky toy, like a big spring almost? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that tells me that's the end of the healing. But call me for a one-on-one session, and we can get into this much in much more detail. All right. Okay. Okay. Very interesting, Julie. Thank you. Yeah, you were a you were an Amazonian girl. Yeah, How about that. That's cool. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this evening, and um, and I hope you have a wonderful evening and a great weekend. Thank you so much, and you as well. You bet. Take okay. care. Bye bye. All right. I believe our next caller is Astrid. Hi, Astrid. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi there. How are you this Hi. evening? That was well. I'm fine. That was very interesting with Patty. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Tell everybody yeah. where you're calling from. I'm calling from uh, Kaiser, Oregon, which is a, a just a little neighborhood of uh, Salem, the capital. Okay. And uh, we, I, I like the weather here. Uh, the weather in California would be way too hot for me, but it's lovely here for me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, listening to that was very interesting. And what what came to me to ask you? Well, first I can tell tell whoever's listening that I really enjoyed a person to person session with you, and that I'm 87 and um, ready to to pass over <laughs> any time. But she sounds like she's about 35, doesn't she? <laughs> first time I talked to you, I thought good. Golly, girl, you are. <laughs> I know. I think I think it's a detriment at this age to sound young because nobody believes that I'm this old and 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 need help. <laughs> so, but I do, and I've never yeah. I never needed help in my uh, let's say younger days until I until I came down with my diabetes and had all my uh, all the uh, results of that. So, uh, but anyway, I, I I've had, I've lived a wonderful life. But what came to me to ask? is I I chose a personality this time, and I was wondering, is it possible for you to find out why I chose to have a very serious and, um, let's say, investigative, researching, uh, truth-seeking type of um, mental with a wild, um, uh, let's say, loving loving risk and passion and adventure and and um and I was very uh very naive extremely naive and I know I've had many lives but I was so naive in sex it's like this is the, the what I got was that I needed to understand the human condition male and female especially so I was given this very serious mental, and, and, and it, it, it fights with my uh, emotional, which is the, the, the very wild kind of person, and, and it's always going, oh, that, you know, it's always judging me. 
Be- and then the, 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 the emotional part is saying, oh, shut up. I, you know, this type of thing. So um, I just wondered why, if, if I'm right in thinking that I needed to learn a whole different, um, let's say, view of male-female uh, sexuality, uh, adventure, uh, mm-hmm. being brave, and, and of course I'm almost uh, too too brave when I was young, doing mm-hmm. ridiculous things. Wonder I'm still alive, <laughs> and, and yet I always got away with it. You see what I mean? Are you? <laughs> well, and and also if if you feel comfortable with it, can you share with everybody some of the the just horrific tragedies? that you've been through oh, real well, quickly. Oh, well, gosh, yes, you know, that's another thing. As... I, I accepted these my two sons, who, who were just, uh, to me, just more uh, really unique individuals, and they certainly didn't turn out to be. Um, the oldest one I had a karmic debt with. We had been spies in a past life, and I had been caught, and I, they promised that they would uh, let us go if I told them where my partner was. And that was my son in this life. And I did. And, of course, they killed us both. So that was my karmic debt. So I, I had that. And then I had a second son who, who I was going to help my husband to pay a karmic debt. And, and um, my, older, my, my, first, uh, my youngest son died first. He shot himself because he got on drugs. And he was a, an adorable boy, actually way too cute for his own good in a way. Um, but he had planned, oh, that's right, he had planned to come in, and, and, and I had promised him before, we, before he got here, I had promised him to uh, give him a, at least, you know, a, a really good life, because he had had two very uh, tragic lives, you know, before this one, and he mm-hmm. didn't, he was, uh, uh, thir- he died at 13 in, in South America, and he uh, he was a kamikaze pilot in Japan in the World War and died at, at a young age because he, uh, he was killed in the kamikaze thing. So right. he came in to have a good life, and I gave it to him, except that it was very hard on me, but yet somehow I knew I had to let him go, even though it took me years to get over the, the uh, thinking I, I should have done this and I should have done that. And he mm-hmm. died at 30, and then my older son was killed in an automobile accident, one car, and um, I had paid the debt with him. That debt was finished. And he had evidently decided he no longer wanted to be with his wife. Uh, He had grown and she didn't. Okay. Well, well, that's basically what you're telling us is you've had some awful tragedies and I know you've had some really exciting adventures as well. Well, yes. <laughs> Over your 87 years since yeah. you volunteered it, I, I feel okay in telling everybody that, you know, Oh, sure. Yeah. Like because I'm over it finally. I understand and I'm, I'm, I can look forward to seeing them in future lives whenever it's right. appropriate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they um, are around you all the time and they will be there to welcome you when you die. Yes. Well, oh. Go into non-physical. So even though, wanna, go ahead. Do you want to know what your, um, why what, was I, was I right in, 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 in my, uh, guessing, let's say why I chose this type of 
experience with so much in it so so many wonderful people that i that i met that i i know i'd known in past life and then so much uh everything was so hard when it came to to um relationships with husbands and siblings and children but not my parents had great parents as far as i was concerned so but, you want to know what the major lessons are that you're supposed to learn from all yes, these things? Yes, that would be tragedies? a good Yeah, that would be a good okay. one. Yeah. All right. So what um what are the life lessons that Astrid will take forward with her? How about when she goes back into the non-physical into the spirit form and um that will that have caused her to expand and will help her in future lifetimes. Compassion, I'm getting. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Compassion, understanding, wisdom, ego defense. Interesting. Yes, I'm sure I had ego problems, yeah. Ego defense. Uh, oh, ego defense. Oh. Ego defense. I don't know what that means. Let's see if we can get a better. What does that mean? To keep your ego strong to help you go get through the tough times. Okay, all right. I you know, we all think yeah. of ego in a negative way, and well, ego isn't negative. No, you got to have one, don't you? You got to have it exactly. Yeah. So, um, so that's what that's about. Uh, spirituality, leadership, oh my entrepreneurship. You learned a lot here. I certainly had a lot to learn, didn't I? Good golly. Wow. And let me see if there's anything. The big thing that I'm getting is to go with the flow regardless of what's thrown at you. So I guess lack of, you know, give up control. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us this evening and calling in and sharing with everybody a little bit about your life and, and, um, I hope you enjoy your evening, and I hope you have a great weekend as well. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Okay. Take care. Thanks, Astrid. You're welcome. Bye now. Okay. We do this call every Thursday night, and it's at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 605-562-3140. And the access code is 533-677-POUND. You can find that information on my website, and that's AskJulieRyan.com. It's on the homepage. If you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, you'll see it. Also, we record the show on Thursday nights, as I mentioned, and, and then it's available for download on Saturdays. So just go to your smartphone or your tablet or your computer and and go to the podcast icon, type in Ask Julie Ryan, and you'll see the feed. And you can subscribe to the feed and download it. Also, when you're on my website, go sign up for the newsletter. There's a little button you can push, and on Wednesdays I send out a short question that somebody has submitted online, and I'll answer it. And in the body of the email, it has all this call-in information. People that can't join us because of time uh, time uh, zone challenges or 
they have kids or they're working or whatever, sometimes we'll, uh, every week I'll get a multitude of questions that are submitted online and I'll choose a few to read if we have time. You have a really good chance of getting your question answered if you call in. Plus, it's way more fun when you call in. So, um, so give us a call and uh, go on AskJulieRyan.com and check it out. Okay. Our, I believe we have another caller. Hi, this is Julie. Who's this? Hi, are you there? Hey. Hi, who's this? Max Hollingsworth. Hi, Max. Max is my grandson, everybody. Max, tell everybody how old you are. Nine. Nine. And Max and his family were over for dinner a couple of nights ago, and Max got to choose the menu, didn't you? Yes. Sometimes when you come to Mimi and Granddad's house for dinner, you get to choose what we're going to have for dinner, right? Yes. So would you remember what we had? This was Max's design, keep in mind. Do you remember what we had? Um, mashed potatoes, roast beef sandwiches, watermelon, broccoli, celery, and carrots and ranch. Yeah, and anything else? What's your favorite thing on the planet to eat? Ice cream. Ice cream. I always have ice cream around when Max is coming over. So Max is one of five of our grandsons, and what a, what a delight. And when he was here for dinner a couple nights ago, he said, Mimi, can I call into your show? And I said, absolutely. So Max, do you have a question for me? Yes. What's that? Um. I have a baseball tournament this Sunday, and yeah. I was going to ask you, do you think we'll do well? Yeah. What Do well mean win the tournament? Yes, ma'am. Or just, or just win? How many games do you think you'll play? Uh, four. Four games. Wow. Okay. All on one day? Yes, ma'am. Oh, my gosh. You must be so tired at the end of that. I'm going to try and come. We're going to, Granddad and I are going to try and come this weekend. Okay. So, will Max win the tournament this weekend? I At this moment in time, Max, I'm getting a yes. Will Max's team win the tournament? I'm getting a yes. Now, that's at this moment in time. That can change based on a bunch of different factors. Okay? You know, somebody could not show up whatever but at this moment in time I get a yes and let me ask will Max get several hits when he's up to bat I get a yes on that too so I'm going to come watch you and and granddad and I'll come watch you and we'll see we'll see if the prediction ends up being true okay okay all right thanks for calling you're welcome I love you I love you too bye honey Max Ryan, named after his step-grandmother, which is pretty special. Max Ryan Hollingsworth there, nine years old, big fourth grader. Max was so cute when he was little, and this is a great example of um, exposing kids to, to spiritual things. When I think he was probably five, his little friend Sean was in the hospital, and he called me up and he said, Mimi, can you use your magical powers to help make Sean better? And I said, of course I will. So, you know, they kids that are brought up with uh, spirit world stuff and not not uh, 
you know, made to feel like they're crazy when they see imaginary friends that are real and, um, you know, and they see energy and things like that. It helps them, I think, assimilate into their adult lives because they have lots of options for assistance and guidance. So, Max, thanks for calling. Okay, I believe we have another caller, and I think this is Sally. Hi, Sally, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi there. How are you this evening? Well, I called in late. Sorry. No, that's great. That's great. Perfect timing. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Washington State. Terrific. Did you have a question for me? Yes, I do. I have two. Okay. It's in my best interest for my health to do what? Okay. Is it in your best interest to do? Did you have, what's the finish of the sentence? Did you have something in particular? It's just my whole body and my back and spine to see if that's if that's if there's any further damage or if I'm doing really okay. good with this and okay. any other situations I have medically. Okay. So is there something in particular that you want to ask about or you want me just to scan you and see what I come up with? Yeah, just scan and see what's there. Okay. All right. I'm going to get you on my radar and... Um, so my laser beam is going to go from my sternum here in Birmingham, and it is going northwest up to you. Okay, I've got you. All right, I'm shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. All right, you've got, um, and I'm looking at the back of you, Sally. You have quite a bit of, of inflammation up and down your spine. Are you in pain? I am right now, so, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Let me see if I can get that calmed down. And when I say calm down, there's this blue gelatinous substance that I see go on inflamed body parts. And it reminds me of the gel that's in those refreezable ice packs that you get from the doctor or the, or the uh, drugstore, you know, that you can put on something when it's swollen or um, anytime you have inflammation. So I'm doing that. Okay, I'm seeing lower back is where there, you've got some opportunities there. Is that what's been going on with you? It's lower and some upper, yeah, and okay. my feet. And yeah, the feet. lower back especially is um, what I'm seeing. So I'm watching, it's a spine issue is what I'm seeing. A lot of the time with lower back pain, I'll see a disc issue or something. This is a spine issue with you. Have you been to see... Orthopedic yes, doctors? Or? I have three compressed discs, and then I have the osteoporosis, and then inflammation mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in my feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what I'm watching happen is I'm watching a healing occur, actually, which um, normally doesn't happen on the show when we're taping, so I guess you needed it badly, but it, what I'm watching is... The spine in your lower back is there's an iridescent energy that's spinning around your spine in a circular motion. And what it's doing is it's elongating the spine. I can see the discs, but this is a spine issue that's causing your disc problems from what I'm seeing. Have you had anybody tell you that? Yeah, I'm being treated and with the osteoporosis. Okay. Okay. 
So what I'm watching is I'm watching this iridescent energy and it's elongating the lower part of your spine. And what that's doing is that stretch in the area in between those vertebrae so those discs can go back in. Wonderful. Okay. Um, so did you have a specific question about the treatment you're getting? Are you, did you want to? Yeah, if I'm getting better with the treatment that I'm getting. So is it in, uh, who's, is it by a physical therapist or a chiropractor? Or who are you seeing? A chiropractor. Okay. So is the treatment that Sally's getting from a chiropractor, is it benefiting her? Yes. I got a yes before the question was even out. Um, is it in Sally's best interest to continue working with this chiropractor? Yes. Is it in Sally's best interest to seek out other forms of therapy at this time? I'm getting a no. Okay, great. Yeah. So there's some validation for you. And you said you had another question? Yes, because I was in a a, a rear-end car uh, wreck. Yeah. Not my my fault. I'm in the process of buying another car and having a lot of problems with it and with the budget and and the other insurance company. Okay. Not quite the question to ask, but is the best car I'm trying to get like is an SE Camry? But within my budget, and it's a, a good car, and whether I should get that from Olympia or from Aberdeen, or a direction for me to go with that. Okay, so is it in Sally's best interest to buy a Camry? I get a no. Um, is it in Sally's best interest to buy a new car? Don't get an answer. Is it in Sally's best interest to buy a used car? I'm getting a yes on that. Um, is it in Sally's best interest to buy it in, what you say, Olympia? Right. To buy it in Olympia? No. In Aberdeen? No. Is it in Sally's best interest to buy it from a dealer? No. Is it in Sally's best interest to buy a car from an individual? I'm getting a yes. So that would be a used car from an individual. Are you, are you looking to buy a car through a, a dealership? Yes, yes, because I yeah. don't know any individuals. Wow. Now you have to look, but you know, just Google it. Google Google your area and cars for sale, and you'll find you'll find all kinds of all kinds of availabilities for that. But I'm getting um, that it's worth you exploring that because that's where you, where I'm I'm getting the answer. You know, that's the guidance that I'm getting to give to you. Well, okay. Okay. All Is right. there somebody that can help you with that? No. Okay. Well, you may get a baptism of fire, girl. <laughs> go on, go online. You know, go to go Google your area and go. You know, um, eBay has cars for sale. There's um, AutoTrader.com. Just Google used cars, and you'll come up with all kinds of websites okay. to go to. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I hope you feel better. I do Great too. To talk to you. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row. And I have them on my bed right now. 
So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. All right, let's go to an online question, a question that was submitted online. And uh, let's see, this is from Natalie in Minnetonka, Minnesota. And Natalie asked, hi, Julie, I have a nine-month-old Samoyed named Winnie, and I'm wondering if you have any insight into why my dog hates, in all caps, she's got hates, car rides. It's very unusual for a dog to hate them this badly. I've tried putting her in a kennel to make her feel safer, but that was worse than just having her seat belted in. When it's just us, she sits in the front seat but still very, is still very anxious. She pants, barks a lot, in parentheses, and won't sit still. On the way home, she's usually much calmer and will sleep, but that's only if she's very tired. I have figured out when she really doesn't like when there's a speed change, my blinker is on, or when we turn. When I first got her, I tried having her sit in my lap, which didn't help. The kennel hasn't worked, and when she's in the seatbelt, it's a little better, but not much. It makes taking drives absolutely awful. What do you think? Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Natalie. In order to get some answers for you, I connected to you and from you to Winnie. I could see and communicate with her. She is gorgeous and has a cute personality. You're right. She absolutely hates car rides for a number of reasons. First and most importantly, she said, in, and I have in quotes, I have a lot, in caps, of hair. I have a lot of hair. <laughs> the dog's saying this. And it's so hot in the car. She told me she feels nauseous from the heat, motion sickness, and the smell of the car air freshener you're using. In addition, she said her hearing is way more sensitive than yours, so when the turn signal's clicking, it's almost painful for her. Google says the frequencies that dogs hear are much higher and lower than what humans can hear. It went on to say dogs hear a frequency range of 40 to 60,000 megahertz, while a human range is between 20 and 20,000. Because of this, dogs have a difficult time with very loud noises. You know, in some cars, those clickers, those blinkers are really noisy. So uh, then I went on to say, as for when the car turns and accelerates, Winnie mentioned it com contributes to her nausea. She told me she does her best to keep from vomiting all over the inside of your car thoughtful dog. When he also said it's unnatural for dogs to ride in cars and I prefer going for a walk. Alas, I did ask her what you could do to make her more comfortable when it was essential for her to travel via car. Here were her suggestions. She said, please let her sit in the front seat so she can look out the windshield. It'll help her with motion sickness. She wants you to turn the air conditioning on full blast at the lowest temperature possible and point all the vents towards her. It'll help keep her cool. She wants you to remove the air freshener scent. She said it's awful and the smell makes her nauseous. Lastly, Winnie suggested that if you have to take her on a long trip, to get motion sickness medicine from the vet and give it to her. 
By the way, my family had a white German shepherd named Frosty when I was growing up. And that dog, she lived to be 15 or 16 years old. And we had to give her doggy Dramamine whenever we took her in the car. So some dogs are just like that. Go back to my response. Winnie told me she loves you, loves her home, and loves going for walks with you. Oh, and she would like a few more treats. Hope this information helps. So I thought that was cute from Winnie the dog up outside of Minneapolis in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Okay, let's see. I believe we have another caller here. Hi, this is Julie. Who's this? Are you there? Hello? Hi, this is Holly. Hi, Holly. How are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. Thanks. Holly, where are you from? I'm from Dallas, Texas. Well, I can tell. you got a southern accent going. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Well, terrific. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this evening. Do you have a question for me? I do, yes, and I love the show. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, I have a question. Um, um, kind of like the lady before with the back issues, um, I've been having a back issue um, about three weeks, and I've seen two doctors. I went to a doc in the box, and then I went to my normal doctor, and they were both saying it's just muscle, like muscle issues. Uh-huh. But I'm still having a lot of pain, and I'm doing the exercises that, um, you know, both of the doctors like said I needed to do, but I'm still having a lot of pain. And so I'm wondering, is there like, is there something else going on? You know, um, in my lower back, it's like on my right side and it's like my lower back. Um, Uh like I said, it's, it's still, it's a lot of pain and I've seen two doctors. So, you know, is there something they're not seeing? Did it start all of a sudden and and uh, kind of out of the blue, or do you feel it like you did. twisted, or it just came no, out of the it, blue? No, it did. I woke up um, one morning. Um, I woke up, at, you know, getting out of the bed, and I was like, wow, okay. Um, and like I said, it was on my right side, and um, it hasn't gone away, like I said, um you know, I work work with little kids, and you know, I pick up little kids. But it, you know, it hurt when I first woke up out of the bed. And like I said, the two doctors are saying it's muscles, but I don't know. What so, was the, You went to a doc in the box, so that was a generalist. What was the other kind of doctor that you went to? Um, my doctor that I see all the time that works with my thyroid and all that kind of stuff. And okay. he said, you know, yeah, it's just muscles, you know, just like the other doctor said. Um, but I'm still having a lot of pain. Okay. So all right. It's like my lower back and it's on the right side. Okay. Let me get you on my radar. Holly, yeah. and then, um, let's see if I can see what's going on and see if we can get some of that pain reduced for you. Are you taking muscle relaxers or um, well, any the kind doc of in the box, or anything? Yeah, the doc in the box prescribed um, some muscle relaxers, but um, I mean, I take 
you know, I might take one at night. I mean, I can't take them when I work, you know, during the day, but, and it's really not even helping. So Okay. All right. I have you on my radar, and I've got you turned around. I'm looking at you from behind, and I can see all the inflammation on the lower right side of your back. And um, they're right. It is muscles, but it's because your vertebrae are, they need to be adjusted by a chiropractor. I think, do you know a chiropractor that you can go see? Like a chiropractor? Yeah. You need to go see a chiropractor who can give you an adjustment. And okay. I, believe, I believe it will fix it. Um, what happens when the vertebrae are out of alignment is that the muscles are trying really hard to get it back into alignment, and that's what's causing all the pain. I think you can get it fixed really pretty quickly and pretty easily if you go okay. to a, a good chiropractor that knows what they're doing. And, um, and probably with maybe one, one, maybe two sessions max. If they just okay. need to do an adjustment on you. They'll lay you. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? No, I have not. No. Okay. What they'll do is they'll lay you on your tummy on a like a uh, you know like a bed that they have at doctors' offices as a chiropractic table, and they're just gonna push on your back, and you'll hear some cracking noises, but it doesn't hurt, and you you you're gonna feel some relief, I believe, pretty much right away. Okay. So um, most insurance will cover chiropractic now. Do you have health insurance? Yes, yes, I do, yes. Okay. Most insurance will cover that. Okay. uh, And I think... I think you can get that taken care of. So talk to family and friends, get some recommendations of chiropractors in your area that people okay. have gone to and that they're happy with the chiropractors. And, um, awesome. and then I, okay. I, think, I think you can get some relief here pretty quickly. So I would get in there sooner than later. Okay. okay. Yes. All Thank right. you so much. You bet. Thanks for mm-hmm. calling. I appreciate hey. it. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Right, you too. Bye. Okay. All right. So let's see about another online question. This one comes from Shunda in Douglasville, Georgia. And Ms. Shunda asks, Hi, Julie. I've been getting to know, or so I thought, in parentheses, someone since April, and it's now almost October. For the past two weeks, he and I have had arguments about his being too friendly with other women over social media. Come to find out, he's actually involved with one. They both told me they were just friends, but now she says he is her boyfriend. He told me he lost feelings for me in July. I'll be home next week for fall break, and he said he doesn't want to see me. I don't know if he was frustrated with the distance or what, but it took me by surprise that he'd blow me off for a 21-year-old. I'm 26 and he's 27. Sounds like Shunda's in school. Sounds like she's probably in graduate school. Uh, she says, will we be reconciling or is she the one he wants? Thanks for your help. And here's my response. Hi, Shunda. Looks to me like you've been saved from a lot of heartbreak. When I asked the question, is it in your best interest to be in a relationship with this guy, I got a no. When I asked if it's in your best interest to spend any time thinking about this guy, 
I don't know. And lastly, when I asked if it's in your best interest to avoid all contact with this man, I got a whopping yes before the question was even asked. There's just one word I want you to say every time he comes to mind. The word is next, (laughs) next. You think of him and you're like, next, okay. Who's going to be next? Just consider this guy practice. Stay focused on what kind of man you want and you'll attract him. Thanks for your question. I was talking to a a young woman last night about the same thing, and she was so wound up about him not wanting her and wanting somebody else. And I just said, well, obviously, he's not a good match for you. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy. It just means he's not the one for you. So let him go. Say next and uh, and get ready for somebody who is what you want. Be really specific about what you want and focus on that, and then you'll attract that person. So I'm getting all these romance questions here in person lately, and um, it's all the same thing. It's a woman or a young young woman or an older woman who is heartbroken because some guy doesn't want her. I'm saying move on. That guy's not worth it if they don't see how how fabulous you are, and you need to find somebody who does know how fabulous you are. All right, here's another question from Tanya in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. And Tanya asked, Hi, Julie. Our family cat, Boo, is either having psychological issues, and she has in parentheses, or so my husband claims, or bladder problems, and we'd love to know the root cause. About three years ago, he stopped using the litter box, and she has in parentheses, which was located in the basement. And after taking him to the vet, it was determined he had a blockage in his urethra, which was resolved through medication. Fast forward another 18 months, and not only does he refuse to use the litter box, but also refuses to go into the basement where his food and litter box is kept because we have to put him in the basement at night or else he wakes the entire family at 2 a.m. to be fed. The vet guesses that perhaps something scared him in the basement. She has in parentheses, another animal walking past a basement window, question mark, and that's why he's reluctant to enter the basement. Long story short, we were able to coax him back tonight, time basement living, only to have him worsen his bathroom habits now using various carpets in the main living areas as his litter box. Our temporary solution is to put his litter box and food on one of the main level rooms in which we can close the doors so we still can sleep, but it's not the preferred situation. My questions are, if he doesn't want to go to the basement for his eating and litter habits, is it because he truly is scared of something? And if so, what scared him? Or is it because of something that is health-related? Or is it something entirely different? Are we resolved to keeping him on the main level of the house? Or can we coax him back to the basement to conduct his business? Here's my response. Hi, Tanya. I love the name Boo for your cat. It would be even more perfect if he was a black cat. And she loved the name Boo, especially with Halloween coming up. She says, then I went on to say, to get your questions answered, I energetically connected to you and then to Boo, and we had an interesting discussion about your situation. Here's what he told me, dot, dot, dot. Boo hates the basement because he said it smells bad. He said you have scented candles down there, and he can't stand the smell. Well, that's the second animal question tonight 
that where the animal doesn't like a, um, you know, probably a floral or some kind of a strong fragrance from an air freshener or a candle. He said nothing scared him. He just can't stomach the smell down there. Like the dog, Winnie, earlier, um, you know, couldn't stand the smell in her owner's car. Regarding his problematic basement bathroom behavior, Boo told me you got the message he didn't want to be there and moved him upstairs. He said he wants to be upstairs with the family. Boo said if you feed him before you go to bed, he won't wake you up in the middle of the night. He also said he loves his family and is grateful for all you do for him. Hope this inside information helps. Thanks for your question. I think that's a riot about the um, the air fresheners. I'm that way too. I can't be around really strong candle scents or or uh, perfume or, or things like that because it's just um, you know it gets too gets too much and makes me nauseous. So I understand the dog's situation with that. Okay, let's do another quick question. This is from Joanne in Altoona, Pennsylvania, and she asks, Dear Julie, you did a scan on me and answered my email on your first show. At that time, you said that I had Epstein-Barr and told me to read the book by Anthony William. I have followed his advice and eliminated dairy, gluten, and eggs from my diet. I've also added some supplements and eat more fruits and vegetables. Anthony indicates that it could take anywhere from three months to two years to heal from this. I've seen some improvement, but I'm still having a lot of trouble with gas. Sometimes I just need verification that I'm on the right track. Do you see any improvement at all? Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Joanne. I'm delighted to hear you're seeing some improvement in your condition. When I got you on my radar, I could see you still have a lot of inflammation in your system. Once I got the inflammation calmed down, I could see that the virus has been substantially reduced from before. A couple of months ago when I scanned you, the virus was throughout your body. Now it's just down from your now it's just from your head down to your hips. Congratulations on healing your body. <clears throat> Excuse me. Most viral infections look like a brown watery liquid in someone's energy field. That's how viral infections appear to me. Bacterial infections have kind of a fuchsia color, like a hot pink fuchsia color, and that's how I can identify those. Again, that's how they appear to me so that I can recognize them. And I went on to say, now it's just from your head down to your hips. Oh, yeah, congratulations on healing your body. I read that already. Most viral infections... Um, well, I read that. Yours looked like that with little paramecium-like entities in it, little brown watery liquid with little paramecium, little, little critters in it. And viral infections exit the person's energy field through the crown chakra at the top of the head. As a person gets better, the viral infection encompasses less and less of their energy field. So you're about a third of the way there. A couple of other items you may want to explore are the bulletproof diet and finding a functional medicine doctor. Go to the bulletproofexec.com slash diet website to download a free food chart of what to eat. Then go to functionalmedicine.org to find a doctor in your area. 
Functional medicine doctors are trained to treat the body as a whole system and to search for the cause of those symptoms. By reverse engineering your symptoms, a functional medicine physician can connect the dots with symptoms that don't normally go together. For example, an environmental toxin like mold can disrupt hormone production, causing a multitude of symptoms, while at the same time it's whacking your immune system. A regular doctor may just give you medication to treat one symptom without making the connection of how that toxin is affecting multiple parts of your body and how to avoid it. Hope you continue to improve. Please keep me posted. All right. We just have a couple of minutes left. And um, just a reminder, go to AskJulieRyan.com for information on how to to uh, call in and join us next Thursday at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. I feel like a, an ad there saying that. And um, the phone number and the call-in number, the access code are all there on my website. Also, while you're there, sign up for my newsletter. This information will be on the weekly newsletter that we send out. By the way, it'll take you maybe a minute to read the newsletter. And while you're there, sign up for a private consult. Um, We really have the ability to delve into what's going on with you in a private consult. And as you heard me mention to Astrid earlier, our um, earlier caller, I'll do a diagnosis, I'll do, I'll see a healing occur and we'll explore uh, emotional issues that are contributing to whatever the medical condition is. We can talk to deceased loved ones, I can scan pets, we can do past life things, we can um, get information on what's in your best interest regarding whatever's going on in your life. So I like to say I have kind of a a buffet of psychicness to help people. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I hope your weekend is just terrific and hope to talk with you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.